It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. everyone this is the least woke man in america back from my long sabbatical i've had so many people asking me messaging me when is the next video cast coming when is the next podcast coming i am back and i'm back for a special day the birthday of the united states of america which is tomorrow i'm recording this on july 3rd the 247th birthday of the united states of america the greatest country the greatest experiment in the history of mankind, and don't let anyone tell you any different. It's a privilege to be an American. You know, we hear about white privilege. No, it's a privilege to be born in this country. And July 4th is such a special holiday. I've said that, you know, the month of July, maybe we should make it Patriot Pride Month. God knows the entire month of June we get a certain type of pride shoved in our face the entire month. Pride, 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 pride. You know what I'm talking about. So maybe July should be Patriot Pride Month. Something to think about. Something to think about. And help us recover a little bit from the never-ending pride that we experience during June. And, I, and I'm someone I don't like, you know, demonize um homosexual people gay people but you don't have to as far as the trans stuff the children's stuff it just evoked a whole different level of irritation that i never had before that pride month would come there'd be parade stuff i'd be like yeah it's it's their thing i'm not gay i don't hate gay people it's a free country they can do whatever they want but i think like a lot of you it's like Oh, and then the corporations, of course, jump in too, and it just gets it gets sick. It gets sick. Let's be honest with ourselves. But back to July Fourth, uh, Independence Day, uh, the America. What a great country we are. What privileged we are to be in this um, in this country. If you're the type of person that follows my podcast or is part of the Never Woke Nation Facebook group, uh, you probably love this country, but you're also concerned about this country. And the question is, how could you not be? How could you not do those two things at the same time? I always say conservative, Republican, libertarian, right-wing love for this country comes from two sources, humility and history. And they go hand in hand because humility gives us the perspective to know, to look at the billions of people who live right now in the world, around the world, and have come, you know, lived and died throughout the history of mankind under the systems they have lived, mostly brutal systems. Uh, the human race, individually, there's lots of great stories of love and overcoming and those types of things. But as a group, you know, human history is kind of brutal. And part of that brutalness has been the systems of government that have been shoved on other people. Feudalism with serfs and nobles and kings, where most of the people were serfs, obviously. Theocracies, where a certain religion is shoved down everybody's throat. Uh, communism. Uh, authoritarian regimes like North Korea, China, Cuba, etc. To this day, um, 
the Soviet Union, uh, not, then you know certain fascist dictatorships like uh, Nazi Germany, even going back to even though you're not allowed to really badmouth indigenous cultures because they were so much more loving and spiritual than us, but you know Aztecs throwing virgins of volcanoes, the horrific wars between different Native American groups. Did you know that Native American groups way before Whitey showed up would conquer and kill each other and overtake each other's lands? Now, for you, anybody under the age of 35, this is a stunning moment. You, you didn't even know such a, you know, even in New York State, after your $300,000 13-year public education, you probably didn't know Native American groups overtook and killed each other. In fact, there's one thing I watched where in the, uh, I think it was Arizona, where Arizona is now, it's like they disappeared in one day. Men, women, children, all gone, all dead. Okay, so... That gives us perspective to live in a country where the primary role of the government, for the time being, uh, God knows it's being impeded on daily, impeded on, uh, is to protect the rights of the individual, all the way back to the Declaration, uh, or excuse me, the Bill of Rights. And so it, it's just a quantum leap in human history. Uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights. And one thing no one ever talks about is George Washington winning the Revolutionary War, and they wanted to make him king, and he said, no, I'm going to be president. Uh, to me, maybe I'm missing something. That was a seismic event in human history. If you take the perspective they had at the time, no one really knew any better. I mean, obviously, the French philosophers, Enlightenment professor, philosophers, spoke about democracy um you know there's the, back then they knew about the roman and greek democracies but if you combine the perspective historically and the just the power of the human ego which george washington had just like the rest of us i mean for what he accomplished he probably had a very strong ego and to say no i i you know we're not i'm not going to be king going to be president wow how could you not have respect for that Yet here we are, and this goes back to why so many of you are probably concerned about America. I call it the George versus George scenario. Back when George Floyd died, which was unfortunate and wasn't right. But here you have a man with a very long criminal history, a full blast drug addict, a drug dealer, a man who neglected his children. Um, very bad person. I don't care if you like it, hear it or not. He was elevated. Well, at the same time, statues of George Washington, one of the fathers of this great country, which we will not apologize for, are coming down. And that happened, I don't know, was it four or five years ago now? And I haven't sat right since. And like many of you, you, you see a lot of positive things going on with this country and you want to have hope for the country. But when you combine certain things, like I said, the George versus George phenomenon, when this crazy gender thing where kids not only are questioning their genders at times we're supposedly the wizards of psychology and empathy and social intelligence and emotional intelligence don't seem to understand 12 13 14 years old hormones are going crazy peer pressure is crazy kids start to question their gender which is a weird level of self-obsession not only are they doing that then you have publicly paid school teachers adding fuel to the fire Parents not being allowed to intervene. Um, the you know the 
way we elevate criminals now, the never-ending obsession with race. You know, remember before it was the top 1%, the top 1%, the left's obsession with the top 1%, right? And I'm not saying the top 1% are all angels. But now it's the entire white race, which is way even worse because you have a middle-class white male, say in his early 20s, um, you're trying to get his first job or get into a college. It'd be one thing if he was bastardized because he was part of the top 1%. Now just being part of the white race is a problem. So incompetency does not mean anything. Anywhere you go now, everybody's talking about it. Competency is out the window. Conscientiousness is out the window. So when you have a country where criminals are elevated, kids don't know if they're a man or a woman or a boy or a girl. Uh, there's mass shootings all the time. And the underlying root causes of mass shooting, and I'm a very pro-Second Amendment person, so the left, oh my God, he's talking about mass shootings. He must be anti-gun, oh my God. Wow, what an amazing balance you have. You're kind of right wing, but you kind of hate guns. No, that's not the case. That's not what I'm getting at. Is the inanimate metal object is not the thing that does the shooting without someone full of hate and rage, which this country seems to produce a lot of, pulling the trigger. So a country that emphasizes so much self and so much inequality and so much drug usage, and then there's mass shootings, and then we immediately discard the psychological part and make it all part of the inanimate, lifeless metal object used to carry out the shooting. Foolishness, complete and utter foolishness. So that being said, it's a great country. It's a great system. Our system is based on checks and balances. Hopefully that's still being taught school. At least most people know that. With the idea being, and it's a great idea, that human evil really was a big part of the founding fathers' thinking. That's why you balance everything out, and even within the certain branches of government, obviously it's built up executive, legislative, judicial, even within the branches, like not Congress, you have the House and the Senate, lots of balance, lots of laws. So you, I always say, and you've heard me talk about this in previous podcasts, wise cultures do that. You start with human beings aren't great, but then you put laws and institutions in place restrain that, and then you could focus on the good things. And in a way, that's what the founding fathers did. They tried to create a government that so hopefully would restrain itself, protect the individuals, let freedom flourish, which obviously, if the people are moral, which we're losing now, prosperity eventually flourishes because the unleashing of individual potential. It's the idea people will do not everyone. There's always fools and idiots and criminals baked in, but for the most part, the average person will do what's in their own best interest, not in a self-centered, ruthless type way. And that leads to a greater country, a greater society. It has led to an incredible economy that, of course, paid for a military that has solved all types of problems in the world. So this is the humility and perspective. We're not just, we're not just hysterical, factless fire hydrants like the left is. This is true. It is real. It is the real history of the mankind. And it's where this country really stands in perspective to the history of mankind. And there is no doubt about it. It's an exceptional country. And to live here is a privilege. But at the same time, there's foundational things that are very concerning. Like this country has gone through very hard times. The Civil War. The Civil War was hard. 
It wasn't like COVID where you just print $6 trillion and it's over with. There was no certainty how that was going to end. You look at certain years, 1968. Bobby Kennedy was shot. Martin Luther King was shot. There was Hell Angels. There was all types of crazy drug stuff going on with the hippies, the Vietnam War. The country was in complete turmoil, tough times. But I think it's different now because even back then, most people could know that there, there was just only men and women. Most people, for the most part, there's always that, you know, that communist professor at the anthropology department of some state school with a Che Guevara poster who everybody knows he was just, he was so far ahead for his time. He was so far ahead of the trend. He knew, he knew the sins of this country. He just couldn't say it at the time. He was outnumbered, but he was so far ahead, man. He was so far ahead. He was just so far out there. <laughs> anyway, so there's always that guy. But for the most part, everybody knew criminals, bad, two genders, etc. Where now you get a feeling or you know, this underlying framework, the fabric might be disintegrating. And that is problematic. So where do you where do you go at that point? Do you just let the whole thing implode? I, I don't think so. I think that would be terrible. I think uh, we have the perspective of how lucky we are. And if we have the perspective of how many people have the sacrifices made militarily and, you know, most important militarily, because that's, I mean, that's people who died, shot, killed, tortured, POWs on my eyes. And then beneath that, the industrial sacrifice of um, people working to build this country, the infrastructure, et cetera. You just have to accept it's just this one more challenge, the country and the people of it, because that's what a country is made up of as people need to face. And that's what we'll talk about next. Okay, so in the last segment, we talked about how America is a great country. It's a privilege to be an American. We have a perspective. We look throughout the history of mankind, how great this country is. But the other right time, excuse me, at the same time, we are concerned. We are concerned about this country. How could you not be? Look how we are dominated, dominated right now between the climate clowns, the gender Nazis, the meat deniers. They're everywhere. All these uh, crazy, what I call zeitgeist, and that's a real word, these thought patterns that become prevalent throughout a society. And that's so important because what happens is when you're a country like ours with freedom of speech, kind of, freedom you know, where information flows freely for the most part, a, a free but manipulative media, information flows and people absorb it. It's not supposedly coming from the state, but it influ the ripples that can take place in the country and the culture depending on who's having the most influence and who's the most persuasive can be profoundly powerful and can absolutely have an impact on all of our lives. Take, for example, the 1960s counterculture of the sexual revolution, feminism, uh, the drug culture. That is, if, if you don't think, if you are especially in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, that that doesn't have an effect on your life right now and your perspective and subconsciously how you see the world, then you're crazy. You're, you're, you're in denial. Those movements matter. And in the age of social media and streaming and Hollywood and the big tech companies, it's more important than ever because these ideas 
the zeitgeist bear fruit. Now, so of course, if you care about this country and you care about more importantly, the people, people come first before the country, the country is just a, uh, a geographical area made up of people. If the people have their bearing set straight, morally, etc., the country will take care of itself. Uh, and by morally, I, there's right and wrong when you say morally, but there's also the idea of just being on a foundation of what's true and real and intelligent and healthy and making decisions in that area. And on the right, that's where we have to get stronger. There's too much pussyfooting around. There's too much apologizing to darkness, as I call it. The idea of young children, like I mentioned before, having a public teacher discuss their gender with them, that is darkness. There's no way to get around that. When, uh, take for example, drugs. Now I'm kind of, I wouldn't say liberal in any means, but of course, when it comes to marijuana, do I get? Do I think it should be legalized? I, well, I put it this, I think just a waste of cops and judges time to try to fight it. So make it legal. But at the same time, we should all be like saying, you can't do this stuff every single day without thinking it's going to affect your mind and emotions and not in a healthy way. It's not the answer to anxiety and depression like the 9 million foolish YouTube videos will tell you. But now you have a culture where in so many circumstances, like say like the electrical vehicle nonsense or here where I live in the People's Republic of New York where they want to force us in the next 10 years, especially in the next couple excuse me, for new construction, to only use electrical appliances in our houses. Now, you you people in the red states or normal people states, it's like, oh, my brother, what the hell? What? What are you talking? Yes, it's true. Here in the People's Republic of New York, we are going to be forced to use only electrical appliances, electrical hot water, electrical stoves, you name it, okay? And there is no plan in place that I've seen to... Uh, concurrently increase the electrical supply, which shows how crazy this is. As you, many of you know, I call it the second leap forward. This is the entire global climate green, blah, blah, blah. Remember Mao in high school? Uh, we done, you know, Chairman Mao, when he took over China, he created the great leap forward. It, 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 like a typical left-wing control freak know-it-all. He thought he could micromanage the Chinese economy. And 18 million people starved to death, which again goes back to humility. That could have been you or I starving to death because of left-wing lunacy. So I call it the second leap forward. This whole, it's going to be a disaster because how could they not know you have to produce the, the electricity produced for electric dryers, electric hot water heaters, electric stoves. What do you think that's going to come from solar panels, especially in the Northeast? It's nuts. So there's no the time for ambiguity and pussyfooting has to come in, to an end with the right wing people or we're not even going to recognize this guy. I know you've heard it over and over from different podcasters, etc. Because, it, but again, that's the effect of culture in a free society. We're not a homogeneous culture either. That adds to it. We're a culture of different uh, society of different cultures. That's why you can buy Indian food, Chinese food, Latino food, Italian food, American food, wherever you go. Now, that's great in a lot of ways. I love it. But the negative is it makes people more open, again, to ideas and influences at the time. It's not like being a Navajo Native American 
400 years ago. You're born in Navajo. You learn the Navajo culture. You die in Navajo. There's really not a lot of questioning a lot of things. Here, you're just bombarded. And if you're an intelligent person, if you're a wise person, you try to pick and choose what's good, what's healthy, et cetera. At least I do. I'm sure many of you do too. But it's nothing to take for granted. <laughs> God knows we're seeing in the society, not everybody thinks that way. So it's important to think about who are the most influential people right now, especially on the right. I thought I was thinking about that the other day. We have a Mount Rushmore for presidents, but right now, if we made a Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of three or four heads of people who, in my opinion, have the healthiest influence, healthiest. So healthiest doesn't necessarily mean politicians. I think a certain people, like say Dave Ramsey, helping people get out of debt or avoid debt. I mean, that's very honorable. And he admits he has a big ego. He likes making money and likes investing in real estate. But the idea of getting people out of debt, and again, because of his evil Christian beliefs, the left really doesn't have a lot of use for him. They see him as kind of a parochial redneck with rudimentary advice, probably just for stupid people who get themselves into, there's just no lim limit to the, the membrane, as I call it, of that self-righteous arrogance on the left. So another person I think is Jordan Peterson, the incredibly positive effect he's had, especially on young white males. You know, he talks about how he gets emails and messages from people who read his books and they'll say, if anything, I just make my bed in the morning. Well, what does that symbolize? That symbolizes somebody that wants to get their life in order. And I mean, that's, that's I think the name of his book is 12 Rules for Order, uh, A Guide to Overcoming Chaos. Well, that that shows just his influence that book. It's something clicks. It's almost like when a kid goes in the military or joins martial arts and wants to be organized and be sharp and really get his act together. That is a beautiful, precious thing. Again, where's the left? Mocking him making fun of him. I used to debate with a guy on Facebook how he was an intellectual lightweight. Intellectual lightweight. That's how we... So there's a complete discarding of the positive benefits he's having on young males. A lot of them are, probably because a lot of them are young white males who are lost. Young white males are lost in the sea of cynicism and drug use and pornography and just guilt and shame. Again, products of the culture, the zeitgeist of the culture, the influence of the culture, because you could have picked that same young man up 20 years ago when I was younger, 2003, and be a different person. I was I was laughing with a kid that works for me the other day, and uh, this is a test. Conservative women will find this funny. Um, Left-wing Karens will find this outrageous, and I really don't care. But anyway, I was out and going, like, the competition is so much easier in a way for guys your age. I was telling them to find a normal woman, because I mean, Back when I was younger, I saw like an old man. Everybody got their like learner's permit on their birthday. Couldn't wait to get a license, driver's license. Couldn't wait to get a car. All of us, for the most part, were in gyms and working out and buying protein shakes. And everybody always wanted nice clothes and be attractive and blah, blah, blah. Great, a lot more competition. Nowadays, if you have like muscle and this thing where now pe parents and pe people have to beg young men to get their driver's license. Some of them in their late teens, early twenties, having their girlfriends drive them around. It's all incomprehensible to me. But um, so I was telling him, I said, there's a lot less competition out there um, as far as I'm concerned. And, but overall it's sad. So Peterson has addressed that and really gone gung ho working on that because as a good man uh, with a deep soul, 
and like anybody, regardless of politics, it's just an ocean of confusion, chaos, loss of human potential, depression, anxiety. It's really a sick mess. And he's addressed that. And that's a great thing. And because of our country, because of the freedom we have, he can. So the problem I see is we need more people like that, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there's good ministers out there, pastors, et cetera. There's certain coaches who try, like Tony Dungy's a former coach. He made one comment, but this is, let's just sink in here. He made the comment, you could find it on Google. I just, is just coming to me. So I didn't have to do it as part of my prep for the podcast. Where, I don't know if you know this, I, I was telling this to a nice uh, traditional 82-year-old woman. She damn near fell over a chair the other day. How there's this trend where certain kids, I think it's mainly girls, consider themselves a cat. So they'll like walk around the school dressed as a cat with a cat tail. And now some schools have a litter box for the kids who think they're cats. If you're driving right now, I apologize. I probably should have told you to slow down a little bit. Maybe listen to this part of the podcast. If you are a normally fully functioning adult who either doesn't have kids or your kids are growing up and you, you don't even know what the hell just hit you by me telling you that. So so these kids think they're cats. And then some of the schools have litter boxes. Tony Dungy made a comment like, we shouldn't be worried about litter boxes. Am I, I, I just, I have told this story to half a dozen people. I still cannot get through it. Without, I, you gotta understand, I'm 44 years old. The idea of kids walking around thinking they're cats and schools getting litter boxes, it just will not register with my judgmental, small, conservative mind. I'm sorry. So anyway, these kids think they're cats and the schools get litter boxes. And so Tony Dungy made a comment about it. And honest to God, didn't they get all prickly with Tony Dungy? I mean, they already don't like him all, already for being a Christian. Obviously, they've had a hard on for Tony Dungy for years, decades. But um, so he mentioned the cat litter box thing, and he was a bad guy. So it's like, so you had a, a man who is fighting debt, a man who's trying to motivate young adult males, a man who mentions how it's not healthy for kids to think they're cats in schools to provide litter boxes. And there's this underlying irritation from the left. What the hell does that tell you about the left? And what, what does that tell you about the left? You know, I, I, no matter how, you know, if you run into some Range Rover driving Karen who drives her all on the day, just having a passion for the environment and income inequality as her husband works 90 hours a week as his intestines disintegrate to pay for her lifestyle. She's just a, 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 just loaded with beautiful Joy Behar, Mika Brzezinski wisdom. Why do we tolerate, I shouldn't say tolerate these people, but why do not we work harder to set them straight in day-to-day -day life? I, I just feel like they're, 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 they're like bullying everyone. I mean, it's just, how could you not look at the general uh, countenance of so many people in the society, especially young people, with this depressing way about them and not be concerned about that. So that is the challenge for right now. That is the challenge to use the freedoms we have, which we still have, but they're nothing to take, absolutely nothing to take for granted and create positive, can't even use the word vibes anymore. That's been so overused and manipulated with web by the left, but positive ripples. And not even positive, positive can be a very shallow word, uh, edifying ripples, wise ripples, enlightening ripples, intelligent 
ripples, healthy ripples. That needs to be the number one priority right now. Absolutely needs to be the number one priority in this culture. It's because if you don't do that now, you know, you can say a war and, you know, war kind of takes guns and physical type stuff. And God knows with the way the psyche of the country is disintegrating, you can't rule anything out. But before it comes to that point, it's on all of us to create these healthy ripples. Because really, it's ripples from the other side that have created this in the first place. I mean, I'll just leave it at this. I was going to watch the rest of the video. I was watching uh, Bishop Robert Barron, who I have a lot of respect for. I mean, I'm a Protestant Christian. But he's Catholic, but I still... He has some great stuff on YouTube, and he really has a great video on there about the roots of wokeness. And it's amazing that so many people, like the Range Rover driving Karen that I talked about, they, they're they so full of this left-wing, shallow pablum, and they don't even know what they believe, Like especially like white suburban women. you know, uh, Do you think a 12-year-old should permanently change their genitals? Well... It's kind of not good, but I mean, they should have those rights and they just regurgitate Mika and Joy Behar and Anderson Cooper. They don't know what they're talking about. So um, a lot of this stuff came from the counterculture and wokeness came from German and French philosophers. He's talking about that. And one of them, Dorita, I think his name was, and they said in the meeting, there's a meeting and he said, well, what should the focus be? And he goes, we, 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 is pointed to himself as us. And really, that was a middle finger to religion, the idea of God, the idea of power, a higher power. And that was a major shift, a major shift to a human-centric focus, as far as I'm concerned. And now, those are the guys that made the real ripples. So they make the real ripples that gets the professors, that gets the Hollywood people, that gets you know how movies are made, etc. And then you wonder 20, 30 years later where we are. And so... It was a human-centric shift, and human beings have done some incredible things. We've gone to the moon, we're on the verge of curing cancer. But when you make a human-centric decision to be, make a human-centric world, you're, you're in deep doo-doo if you look at the history of the human race. I'm sorry. Like I said at the very beginning, you could the left can hate the bastardized, the founding fathers, a bunch of white male slave-owning, blah, 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 blah. They had the wisdom and wherewithal to create a government where the central focus was protecting in the humans from other humans and creating government with balance because of the evil of other human beings. It doesn't have to be me. You bask in negativity and, you know, hate humans. You Again, you accept it, deal with it and move on. Then you can focus on other things, but to make human beings, the center focus, the focus of power, which wokeness does, then that's no different than playing with a stick of dynamite as far as I'm concerned. It's no different than narcissism on steroids. If you make you the central focus of your existence, you're in for a lot of bad days. You're in for a lot of very bad and frustrating days. So, but that's where we are. But as I mentioned on other podcasts, um, that is the nature of life is to focus on challenges. And the challenge is right now where we stand, thank God we're not putting troops and big ships and sending them over the seas. The challenge is internally here on ripples that have a positive, fruitful effect based on truth, based on what's intelligent and wise here in our own country. 
to continue to allow America to be America. And it's it's a challenge that's going to go on for a long time. And that, but but you know, and, and, and I'll leave it at this. I don't know if you saw a lot of you saw recently a poll was done that I think it's 20 to 34 year olds seismic shift so not a majority but so many more of them consider themselves socially conservative and a big part of that is this absolute uh tranny gender dysphoria circus that they have created it's almost like you got to let the genie out of the bottle yell at the devil out of hell and let everybody stare at him it's like oh my god those bible thumpers weren't crazy after all and then things seem to swing back a little bit, but uh, which is amazing because we were told with the Supreme Court decision on <laughs> social conservatism was dead forever. And that does not seem to be the case because, again, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, when you allow the left to be the left, it creates the greatest right wing turnout drive you could possibly have. So. It's good to be back. I hope you all enjoyed the message, the podcast, the video cast. I promise I will be around more until you hear from me again. Have a great 4th of July weekend. I am the least woke man in America.